0: Well, I'm happy to meet new
1: dogs, and it's really fun. And when he gets excited, what do you do? I make him sick. Hi, and welcome back to Honest to Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Foley, CEO and dog behaviorist at The Dog House.
2: And as always, I'm your co-host, Jeff Gadway, and today is the one about kids.
1: Yeah, this is a good one.
2: I'm really excited for this episode. We actually have joining us today our first ever guests on Honest to Dog, and they're 12 and 8 years old.
1: Yeah, teeny tiny humans.
2: They are um, really impressive. I can't wait to cut to the interview in just a couple of minutes. Um, But they are your first kind of pack of junior pack leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that you, is that what you kind of have deemed yeah. them as?
1: Yeah, that's a good one. I call them mini pack leaders, but junior pack leaders, junior pack leaders, sounds maybe a little more official.
2: Yeah. So before we get to the interview with Addison Baden, let's talk a little bit about why working with kids is so important to you personally, Liz. I know it's something that you've wanted to do through the doghouse for a long time. So where does that drive come from?
1: So I guess for me, a couple things. When I was really, really young, I knew that I wanted to work with dogs. Like, I remember I was three years old. I've been told the story. I don't remember. But my mom couldn't find me in the house. And I was just a wee little girl. <laughs> and So she was, like, looking in cabinets, being like, where the heck is this child? Where is she hiding in the house? And so finally she's like, I'm going to call the neighbors and see if they found her. They know where she is. And they're like, oh, yeah, Liz is here. She's in the basement with Jeff setting up the dog run for Molly, our new puppy. She was like, oh my gosh, I should have known better. So I was over there all the time, just like obsessed with their puppy because I never had a dog growing up. And so from this very young impressionable age, I fell in love with Molly the Lab, which then transcended to every dog. Um, And that just ignited my passion of wanting to work with animals. I kind of want to give kids the education or the chance to learn how to be around dogs properly from that young age. Because also at a young age, I got bit by a dog.
2: I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't bad. Um, It was probably more of a nip. But when you're a kid and it happens to you, it catches you off guard, right? Um, And so it was a neighbor's dog who was pretty scary. (laughs) Looking back, um, Jake the Minpin. And she was holding him. And like he would he would run around the house and bark and growl and just be crazy. And she was like, you like dogs and he's a good dog. And she's holding him being like, here, just hold him, hold him, hold him, hold him and pushing him in, in my face. And then he bit my face, he bit my lip. And uh, I was just like, oh, oh my God, like totally terrified. Um, it didn't ruin my relationship with dogs at all. I totally brushed it off and moved forward. How old would you have been? I don't know, maybe like 10 or 11.
2: So kind of right between Baden and Addison's ages. And I think I know the answer to this question, but at that age you had really no training around dog training or dog psychology or dog behaviorism or anything like that, right?
1: Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: mean, it's not something that you started to really develop until just before getting Carmen in your mid-20s. I mean, Mm -hmm. even when when we first met, you were doing some dog sitting, you were staying at people's houses, looking after their dogs while they were- reading a lot of books. You were reading a lot of books. Um, You were starting to kind of follow some trainers, but you'd never really gotten any formal education. None at all. What do you think being equipped with some of the things that you know now would have meant to you at that young age? How, How would that have maybe changed- the path that you went on?
1: I think I would have learned earlier how to love dogs in the right way. I, I kind of consider it like how we want to love dogs is very one-sided. So it comes from, I want to pet the dog. I want to have fun with the dog. I want the dog to love me. And we don't think so much about fulfilling the dog. And so it, it was much later when I got Carmen and when I learned from Caesar like how to actually fulfill and love a dog in the way that they want to be because it's not just cuddles. It's actually going on adventures and walks with your dog and teaching them things and building and establishing that relationship. If I had known that, I think I knew to an element, like a degree, like I knew walking dogs was really important when I would dog sit and I would definitely do that. But I think it would have helped me have stronger connections with those dogs um, and more appreciation and a, a deeper love. Having worked with Baden and Addison, I see that level of connection that they can have with dogs that isn't one-sided and it's beautiful.
2: It's really amazing. And and so maybe that's a good segue into some of the things that you've been doing at the doghouse over the last, you know, even over the last year um, to try to impart some of those lessons on the next generation of pack leaders. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the summer camp and kind of where that idea came from, and
1: what it looked like. So, in addition to wanting to teach kids, because selfishly, like I wish I had that when I was growing up, um, I also see a huge need for kids to have an education in how to be around dogs, is because they're number one on the list to get bit, and like it happened to me. Um, it happened to Ashley Poser, who was one of my employees as well when she was young. Same thing. She has a scar on her upper lip because of it. So it's it's changing how we see and want to interact with dogs, especially young kids, because I still see it at times, like walking the dogs, where a kid sees them and wants to run up and can I pet him? And again, that's, that's that one-sided way of thinking of loving that dog is let me touch it and experience what that's like for me. And for dogs, that's so overwhelming um, when they don't know you and it's a child and they can be excited and crazy so um so there's a need for that education so that they can be safe so that we can eliminate dog bites because as dog bites happen for people who might not know that's kind of a life sentence for your dog because it's going to result in one of two things if someone reports a bite which is going to happen that's your legal obligation you then have usually Sometimes there's a three-strike rule. Sometimes it's not even given that much of a chance. And after a bite is reported, someone will come to your house in Ontario. It's the OSPCA officer, and they will assess your dog. And they're not going to be gentle in that assessment. They're going to be like, if I approach your dog in all the wrong ways, are they going to make a mistake? And if they make the mistake of going to bite and lunge, that dog will either be told it's aggressive and has to be on muzzle for the rest of its life. And you have to have a sign outside of your house that says an aggressive dog lives here. So there's like a lot of shame around that. And then the flip side of that is the dog gets euthanized. And so if we can prevent so much of that from happening, I'm here for it.
2: Well, it's also, uh, it could it could result in kind of a life sentence for that child growing up with a fear of dogs. Absolutely, and I've seen it. And, you know, unlike yourself who had this deep passion for dogs and kind of got over that initial dog bite or somebody like Ashley, who, um, you know, was able to kind of move through it. I think a lot of people, and, and you see these people at the dog house all the time who have had a, a negative interaction with a dog at a young age. And so they have this innate fear of dogs that they carry with them for their whole lifetime. So I think by providing children with the right skills, the right tools at a young age, not only does it ensure that those dogs, you know, don't have a bad experience and potentially go down one of those two paths that you described, but it, it sets up, you know, the next generation of folks who are going to be such better members of the dog community.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then the kid doesn't need rehabilitation either.
2: That's right. So kids have always been welcome in your, in your group classes. Mm -hmm. You do a lot of work with families in your private training, Mm -hmm. your social skills and drills, social circuits. Kids are always welcome. But this summer you decided to do something a little bit different and actually run a one week camp for four junior pack leaders. Can Mm -hmm. you talk a little bit more about some of the things that went on at camp?
1: Yeah. I wanted to do this for so long and I finally just kind of got the courage to do it.
2: Because you didn't think people were going to sign up.
1: No. And I (laughs) truthfully too i didn't know if i'd be any good with kids (laughs) i really enjoy being with dogs um but i I had gotten to know a couple kids within our doghouse community and i was just like you know what they seem really eager to learn this might be my perfect opportunity to offer this now and so i put it out there and i was like let's just start small Let's let's do four four kids especially two because you know the state of the world right now. So masked up and socially distanced, we did a camp. And um, for me, it was even, I wanted it to extend beyond working with dogs and like just the kids learning about dog psychology. The hope was that it would teach them confidence and calmness and how they can choose whatever energy they want to bring into the world and they can choose how they respond to certain situations. And through that, they can gain a better sense of self-worth. And I really wish I had had that too, as a kid, not just the experience with dogs, but having somebody coach me with like how you can choose how you respond to something and you can allow things to affect you or you can be the change that affects the rest of the world. And so I, I, What's crazy is these kids are so mature for their age and they see that greater picture.
2: So talk a little bit about what went on at camp. I mean, it was uh, like a four-day camp, if I recall, right? Um, what were some of the things that um, your four junior pack leaders were were learning and doing?
1: So every day we would start um, with a meditation. We do a meditation and pull affirmation cards. And what I liked about this was just getting them, one, meditation helps get you really present and zen and like in your body and out of your mind and just calms everything down and lets you settle in. And so I remember the first time doing it being like, oh my God, these kids are going to think I'm cuckoo, nuku." And I tried to pick like a a short meditation for them too. And it was still probably way too long. I think I did like a three minute or a five minute. And like, I opened my eyes at one point and they're like, just sitting there looking around. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, okay, we'll get there. Don't worry about it. And then doing affirmation cards again, like they were all shy. They didn't know each other. And, um, and so eventually what started happening is like, they really started to actually feel calm and safe in the space. Like, so if you create calmness and help kids to feel empowered, it's the same thing with dogs. If you make them feel calm and relaxed yet confident, they feel safe. They feel like they're in a safe space. And so these kids started really opening up and sharing their thoughts and ideas and, Yeah. And so after we would do a little bit of that, we would start with a pack walk. So they each got partnered up with a staff dog. So they're all social dogs. They know how to behave with kids and adults and other dogs. So it was all safe for them to be handling those dogs. Every day they got to walk and work with a different dog. So they got to learn about different energies, not only different breeds, but pack positions, all of that. And I think it just really, I think anytime you give someone the opportunity to work with a dog that doesn't belong to them, it really unlocks this instinctual nature because now your emotional state and attachment is removed and you're just working with an animal. So it's really cool.
2: And what I loved about it was there was hands-on dog work. There was also kind of theoretical work around dog psychology, around energy. And then there were, as you described with the meditation and the affirmation cards, more kind of personal self-work as well. And then I think there were some other activities like you did coloring and puzzles and word searches and some of that kind of fun stuff too. we did some
1: games, we did some yoga. Yeah, it was was literally the highlight of my entire year. I loved it so much. It was the best four days ever. And I thought I'd be so burnt out and like tired from doing these like full days and like entertaining kids the entire time and having to be on without a break. And by the end of the week, like I actually was so inspired by the the experience and like pumped up by it that I was just like, let's do it again. <laughs> let's Liz, do more Liz
2: came home from camp every day, just beaming. She was so excited, so energized by it. And I think... The week after camp, you had a little bit of withdrawal from it. Yeah, I had FOMO, for sure. I missed those kids. You you played some of the songs that you learned, the the, the TikTok songs (laughs) that they taught you. You were playing them in the car as we were going places. Savage Love was on loop. Yeah. So (laughs) let's let's use this as an opportunity to to cut over to our interview with Addison and Baden. I think it's also worth mentioning just briefly, given the times that we live in, that we recorded this episode wearing masks, socially distanced, um, with a lot of hand sanitizing and other their protocols in place. So uh, just in case you're concerned, um, we sat, I think about like 15 or 20 feet apart and hear a little bit about their experiences, not just with camp, but with the doghouse in general and what they've learned through working with Liz and working with dogs. Let me know when you're good, Tim. Cool. Well, we are super fortunate today to be joined on Honest to Dog podcast by our first ever guests. We've never had guests on the podcast before. So you guys are the first guests we've ever had. We're really excited to have you on.
1: Welcome. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
2: So we've got with us uh,
1: Baden and Addison.
2: Hello, Baden and Addison.
1: And how
0: old are you guys? I am twelve. And I'm eight.
2: So what grades would you be in at twelve and eight then?
0: I'm grade seven.
2: Grade seven? And I'm
0: grade three.
2: Wow. I can't believe that you're 12 and 8 and you're already like pack leaders. That's incredible.
1: They know a lot of stuff about dogs.
2: They do know a lot of stuff about dogs. I'm really impressed. Anytime I see Baden or Addison working with dogs, whether it's at the doghouse or with their own dog, Sam.
1: Or our own dogs. Or our dogs. It
2: blows my mind you guys are really good.
1: They're naturals. They might have learned from the best. So, (laughs) so yeah, we did camp a couple months ago at the doghouse. That was the first time I had ever done that. And uh, we did four kids at camp. You guys were two of them. And like, how was that experience? What did you guys learn? I learned a lot. Personally, I learned like
0: a lot about dog psychology, first of all. And I learned how to like approach a dog. Cause like before that, I wouldn't know how to like go up to any dog. And that was like my first
1: experience with dog training. And so what is the proper way to approach a dog? Like side by side. Yeah. yeah. Not face to face, not yeah. rushing in to touch them and like giving them that choice, right? Of whether they want to interact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause a lot of kids, that's how they get bit is rushing into to pet a dog or approach a dog that they don't know. So it's really important that they learn safety around dogs. And you guys are pros now. Really, when you greet a dog, you just ignore it, right, and let it make its own decision. How what about else? you,
2: Addison? What what uh, what was your takeaway from camp?
1: Mm, from camp? Yeah. Liz teaching us
0: how to work with dogs properly.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. It was. I think it was a really good. I mean, I wasn't there. I came and visited, but. You know, you guys did, what were some of the things that you got to do with Liz?
0: We got to like, first of all, my favorite thing, nap (laughs) chat. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You guys actually laid down with the dogs during nap
1: chat. I forgot about that. That was awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we also learned
1: like, like fight flight. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the different energy states that dogs can go through and how they're going to respond to it. Yeah. And like body language and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. We also did some work where you each got partnered with a dog and you got to work with them individually. So we did some like basic obedience stuff, right? With sit, stay, down, come. And mm-hmm. then I think it was the last day we did agility,
0: right? Yeah. We did
1: jumps and tunnels and how to, how to help a dog learn something new with someone that like, cause you guys worked with my staff dogs. So they didn't even belong to you. And you got to kind of see how that builds a bond with them. It's not just like teaching a dog how to do something, it's building that relationship, right? Because a dog has to trust you in order to follow you. Yeah. In everything that you've learned, what's something that really all kids should learn about dogs? Greeting
0: and like how to like approach a dog. And like, I feel like if you're just like, you see in the movies, every dog just like, or every person, sorry, like goes up to a dog face to face and like goes hand to face. But, like, you're supposed to go side to side. And that's how, like, you're, like, supposed to. And that's, like, how respectfully you're supposed to do it.
1: Because do you remember how dogs interpret the world? Do you remember the order of their senses? Nose, eyes, ears. Yeah. Yeah. And so humans are different because we do eyes first and touch, right? So we Mm want to pet the dog and stare directly at it. And that's so foreign to them that freaks them out, a lot of them. Yeah. Could you imagine doing that to Baker the first time you met him or Ty? You'd yeah. be super overwhelmed, right? Yeah. But now those dogs are so cool with you because you've worked with them
2: and built trust, built
1: trust and respect. And like you do things like walks with them, you greet them the proper way, you do fun stuff with them, but you also uphold rules. And so they, they know like Addison and Beta. Baden are really cool. I almost called you betason That's <laughs> that's your new nickname. Okay, you're just one unit, Betison.
2: <laughs> I mean, I think sometimes our dogs, and, and this this is saying you know just as much about me as it is about Addison and Baden. I think our dogs sometimes walk better with them <laughs> than they do with me. Like honestly, when I see you know uh, Addison walking uh, Ty or Baden walking Baker, you know they're they're b- beside or behind. They're totally checked in. And sometimes, you know, I think maybe it's because maybe I get a little bit lax or, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's it's really interesting watching our dogs with you guys and how amazing uh, they behave with you. It's, it blows my mind.
1: And at 8 and 12 years old, we have dogs that are listening to these mini pack leaders, right? Yeah. But yeah, and usually that happens because we give probably too much unearned affection to mm-hmm. our own dogs. Whereas like when you guys... Everything you do with the dogs is intentional. You don't have any slip-ups, so you're very consistent in their eyes, and that makes a really awesome pack leader. Addison, do you have anything to add? What, what's something all kids should know about dogs? How to work with dogs properly
0: and not to go face-to-face.
1: Yeah. What do you mean by how to work with dogs properly? Like so you don't get bit or scratched or hurt. And what does that look like? What, what's something you shouldn't do? Go face-to-face right away. What about energy? Yeah, energy. How should you be around dogs? Very calm. Because mm-hmm. a lot of kids want to practice excitement, right? And scream, and they see a little tiny baker, and they think it's cute, and then they go, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and what we want to do, because you guys are awesome superstars at it, where you can just be really mellow with the dogs, and that's that makes them feel safe. Mm-hmm. Right, and you guys practice that with thirty-five dogs at summer camp, coming to the dog house, being a part of the pack, watching them play, claiming doorways, enforcing nap chat, all of that. So, if you can do it with thirty-five dogs, you can do it with one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a great. That's a great way to put it.
1: Because you guys too, you have your own dog at home. Tell us about Sam. Oh, awesome dog.
0: <laughs> He's very like calm and like happy-go-lucky and like playful. We still need to work on, like, place a little bit because, like, a bit weak there. But, yeah.
2: And what kind of dog is Sam Addison?
0: Um, A golden retriever.
2: He's a golden. Yeah. Exactly. He's really sweet.
1: How old is Sam now? Mm, three. Well, he's going to be three after Christmas.
2: Oh, I didn't realize he was quite that young. I thought he was a little older because he's, he's, he's pretty calm, right? He's mellowed out.
1: Yeah. Well, Paige took training with Doghouse when he was just a baby. Yeah. And so she did everything right from the start. So he's wise beyond his years. <laughs> yeah.
2: And is that how you both got introduced to the doghouse originally? Because Paige took the training with Sam. And then did you guys go to the training as well to some of the classes?
0: Um, Yeah, there was like a couple, like the training essentials mm. one and two we took. And we've also gone to like the circuits like a bunch of the circuits social
2: circuits. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really fun. I love it when you guys come and Mm -hmm. we're able to all walk together and trade dogs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you did the skills and drills too, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember, I remember maybe meeting, meeting you at that one of the first times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cool.
1: And Addison sometimes steals other people's dogs to walk them at social circuits. Who do you like walking? Um, Coda.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Coda loves Addison. Yeah. Comes and, running up to her.
1: <laughs> and, and yeah, what's that, what's that like when you walk someone else's dog for them? Well, I'm happy to meet new dogs and it's really fun. And when he gets excited, what do you do? I make him sit. And you just wait, right? You wait until he's calm enough to be approached and take the leash and then lead him, right? So I guess that kind of leads to the next question. What does it mean to be a pack leader in your eyes? For me, being a pack leader is like,
0: like learning new th- like skills and like b- having like the assertiveness over your dog and like knowing how
1: to like really control, like be in control with your dog. Yeah, set the tone, set an example, give yeah. direction, be confident in that because they look to us, right, for mm-hmm. what should I be doing. And when we don't give them direction, that's when they can make mistakes and get confused and act out because they, they literally are just like, I need somebody to show me what to do. Yeah, It's like a teacher at school, right?
2: One of the things that I really respect about both of you as pack leaders is no matter what dog you're working with, whether it's one of our dogs, whether it's Coda when you're, when you're doing a social circuit, um, whether it's Sam or any of the dogs, you're always very consistent, right? Dog to dog, you're consistent in the way that you apply the tools. It kind of doesn't matter which dog it is. You know, you're, you're able to use the same skills of, you know, energy and calm and assertiveness, and you're able to get the same outcomes regardless of which dog you're working with. And I think that that's a really rare skill, right?
1: Yeah. You guys understand the fundamentals, and apply it to whether it's a Great Dane or a Chihuahua or a three-legged dog or a four-legged dog, you understand that it's really just about the energy behind that dog. It's not about the breed. It's not about the size of the dog or if it's fluffy or curly-haired. It's just energy, and that dog needs somebody to be a calm, confident role model for how to behave. What has learning about dogs taught you about yourself? So for me, I kind of look at every dog that I work with teaches me something new and different. But specifically with my own dogs, I have found that they've each taught me certain lessons. So Carmen taught me confidence. Carmen taught me to just follow your dream, go and do your thing, be confident, um, build it and they will come, like just have that belief in yourself. And then Ty taught me a lot of Patience and sensitivity and to dial back and more calmness and what's what does that look like? So calm, confident and calm. And then Baker came along as like the final piece to be like, hey, don't forget to have fun. (laughs) Like (laughs) also, life's not always serious. Life is about love and joy and happiness. So calm, confident, joy. That's what Caesar says a lot of the time about dogs, right? Trust, loyalty, respect, the same thing. So that's kind of been my takeaway from dog psychology and my work with dogs. Yeah. What have, what have you found, Addison?
0: That I can be calmer than I think
1: I can, and. Uh. I think that I don't want to put words in your mouth. That that you're strong, even though you're eight years old, you can command dogs to do what you ask them to do, right? And that takes strength and belief in yourself.
2: I was going to say confidence, Confidence. because I've seen Addison, you know, take a dog that you've never really worked with before and just, just go, right? Just lead, just lead it, you know, without any words, without any, you know, past experience with that dog and just step into it.
1: I think that's when you're the most calm and confident is when you're around other dogs. So I'm going to bring you Baker. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah.
2: What about you, Baden?
1: For me,
0: it's taught me like, how to like control my energy. Cause like before like all that stuff, I haven't like, I didn't know like energy was even like a thing. I'd always be like, oh, like someone said energy. i would be like, like hyperness and stuff like that. Like cool your energy down. But like now I can like calm energy and like being collected and like patience, especially with Sam because it's like taking a while for like us to like put him on place and like have that, like starting off from a clean slate basically because he like, our dad isn't the best with <laughs> that kind of stuff. But yeah.
2: well, You're teaching your dad a lot though about dogs and dog training and, and what to do. But, you know, just before we move off that topic, y- you took the words out of my mouth, Baden. I was going to say, you know, Liz, Liz talked about each of our dogs individually, what they taught her, I was going to go the same direction you were and say, I think the biggest thing for me about learning about dog psychology and working with dogs just in general is the power of energy, right? And it's something I don't think I tapped into till I was probably, gosh, like 30 years old or something um, to really understand the impact energy can have and to be able to assess my own energy in any given situation for you to have really tapped into that at 12 <laughs> is such a powerful thing. Baker's now out with us hanging out and, and Baker and Addison are dressed alike. They're matching. Baker's got his Buffalo check jacket on and Addison has her uh, doghouse uniform on, the <laughs> buffalo check uh, and buffalo check mask too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're all masked up and doing this socially distant as best we can. But yeah, yeah, I think awareness is such a huge lesson to learn, and like bless dogs for teaching that to us because <laughs> they're so good at living in the moment. That's what we can learn from them. It's a huge takeaway. Related, but unrelated one of the things that we started two things that we started practicing with camp when you guys showed up for camp and you you might have thought I was kind of wacky <laughs> when you first show up and I'm like come on in sit down and uh, we're gonna meditate <laughs> we're gonna talk about feelings um, how did you guys feel about that coming in and doing a meditation before we started working with dogs at first
0: I thought like
1: you said, like it was crazy. Cause I'm like, ah, like before all this, I was like
0: meditations is for like crazy hippies. people and like hippies, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and then like now they're like, I actually do affirmations and like affirmation cards and stuff like that. I understand, like it helps you get in the mood of like, if you have to do something hard, then like do it with the affirmation of telling yourself you can do it, you know? Exactly.
2: That's so powerful. Yeah. We even did a little meditation, the five of us here, um with, with Tim, our producer, before we started rolling on this episode so that we would all, to your point, get in the mood, get in the frame of mind, feel confident, feel relaxed?
1: For me, meditation helps me be super intentional, right? Get into that moment, pay attention, be focused on exactly what I'm doing. So yeah, we just did a three-minute one that totally, we were all just like zenned out. <laughs> but yeah, we also did affirmation cards um, at camp and... I practice that now daily too, because you guys do, right? You guys have uh, affirmation cards Mm -hmm. at home and you pick them. It changes not just your energy, but your perspective. Like that's why it's so important to start your day with that. Or like you said, before going into something super challenging, reading an affirmation card or doing a breathing exercise. Yeah, I can do hard things. I can overcome this. This is what I can make of it, right? So I... um see a woman to who does like energy healing and when i talk about difficult stuff with her she goes why don't you just ask yourself in that moment what it what if this could turn out better than you ever expected imagine this turns out better than your perspective i was like oh wow so i did that today before a bunch of stuff and i was like yeah you know what that changed my perspective on everything that made it easier and guess what it turned out better than i expected
0: <laughs> Game begin.
2: All right, so we're going to do a quick little rapid fire intro. Liz, are you ready?
0: Ready. Addison, are you ready? Yeah. Baden, ready? Yes.
2: All right, Liz.
0: Favorite dog breed. Chihuahua. Don't I guess. Favorite doggy daycare. The Dog House. All these. the Dog House. <laughs> excellent. Excellent.
2: Favorite dog trainer.
1: Liz, Liz Foley. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Favorite podcast.
0: Liz, um, uh Honest to Doug podcast
1: yeah. <laughs> Yes uh,
2: We're not paying them folks
1: <laughs> Where's Baker from? Bakersville California Yeah Excellent Where was Carmen from? Carmen's Beach or something Oh Very close Playa del Carmen yeah. Carmen's Beach <laughs> essentially yeah. Oh that's
2: Baker letting letting us know that, uh, <laughs> that Dad's here That's <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> his very scary growl Yeah it does. <laughs> <laughs> favorite dog activity. Old man shuffle. Old man's shuffle. Like yep. that, that's the super slow walk. Yeah. Okay. Crazy 8. Crazy 8. Okay, I like it. Crazy 8 is our follow the leader just turning in on itself. Who's your favorite pack leader at the doghouse? Liz. Yes. Oh, okay, I got you, girl. Um, probably Donald or Claire. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, you worked with them a little bit because you volunteered for us at the doghouse. Yeah. We'll wrap it.
0: Game over. We, th-
2: we can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast today, for sharing some of your experiences with us and being such a valuable part of the doghouse community and doghouse pack. I mean, it wouldn't be doghouse without you, uh, Addison Baden. Really appreciate it. And um, for your first time on a podcast, you guys crushed it. You did a great job.
1: Yeah, you guys are natural. Thank you so much for being here and your time and all your wisdom. Um, And also, thanks for coming to doghouse events and stuff. I really think that seeing you guys at events and training, other parents see that in photos and videos, and they've started bringing their kids more. And so more kids are participating in the dog's actual training, which is so crucial because a lot of the time in households, the kids are playmates and so the dog doesn't really respect them so a lot of the time they get jumped on or toys get taken from them or the dog growls at the kid or whatever and so for them to be a part of the training experience they become mini pack leaders for their companion pet at home and it changes the whole dynamic of the relationship so thank you for being those role models in our community what an interview how cool was that liz That was awesome. Those kids are great.
2: They're really, they blow me away. And I can't believe they're so mature and so articulate for being 12 and eight years old. I mean, if, if I'd known even a fraction Of what they know whether it's the the drills their command of dog psychology um owning their energy owning their energy being so self-aware like it blows me away and i i just love when they come to social circuits or classes or we do backyard hangs um you know at, at our place or at their place um because they're so easy to talk to and and i wish i was like half that mature at that age. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Now I know Addison in particular was a little quieter today than than normal. Maybe it was a little bit of intimidation from the mics and the tech and the headsets and, um, all that kind of stuff. But once the tape stopped rolling, um, what was it that Addison said to you about, you know, her experience?
1: Yeah. She said, I can be calm. Like I learned how to be calm and not just with dogs, but with people too, that I can change the energy around me.
2: That's so powerful.
1: Like, oh my God. I That's can't like a, a
2: magical skill, right?
1: Yeah. To be that self-aware, like you said, is a game changer. for At
2: eight years old.
1: Yeah. So like to have in their back pocket, like tools like meditation to help ground themselves and be present and calm and influence those around them. And then affirmation cards so that they can be more confident and believe in themselves. Like this is just. I, I wish they would teach that in school. And what was crazy is that even came up during camp. The kids were like, "Yeah, you should run a school and a doghouse." The well, same they wanted time.
2: they wanted to do doghouse camp every week. Wasn't yeah. they, like I think it was all four um, of yeah, them: all uh, kids. Brooklyn and Liv, and, and live. Liv, yeah, Olivia and, and Addison Baden. They were like, "We want to do this every week. We want to do this at Better, March break. We want to do this at yeah."
1: Any PA day, I get a message from the moms being like, hey, you going to run a camp? (laughs) Um, But better than that, I had adults. I shared. I didn't post anything during camp. It was at the end of camp. I posted like a whole bunch of stories being like, yo, this is what we did this week. Um, Take a look and let us know your thoughts. Like, would you be interested in this next year? I got comments from adults being like, hey do you do this camp for people above 25 years old? <laughs> um, And so I'm like, oh my God, like there's, there's a kind of need for this like intensive being in the pack. Like I would love nothing more than to just run these kind of like back to back with kids, with anyone of just like, yeah, this is how you're going to work with dogs because those kids came home and started working and implementing what they learned with their own family pet dogs. And their parents were like, oh my, God, I couldn't get him interested in any of the training before he went to camp. Are you kidding me? <laughs>
2: so, you know, that tees up the question that I've wanted to ask you. We're obviously not able to do camp right now for a variety of reasons, but for families that are listening, that might be moved by, you know, everything we've talked about today, by hearing uh, Baden and Addison share their experiences, are there two or three things that they can take away that they can start doing as a family or that that parents can do with kids to try and set them up for this success uh, early on and, and, and realize the benefits both of working with dogs and also those, those, um, Intrinsic benefits um, that we've that we've covered here.
1: Yeah. Um, I think if more teachers and parents encouraged calmness, meditation, self-awareness, that would be huge. Like if before you do a walk with your dog, you did a five minute sit-down and meditate and and try to make that not so scary is not the right word, but like normalize Meditation. Like it's not like fade <laughs> and hilarious. He's like, I used to think it was for hippies and crazy people. Of course. That's what a lot of people think. Like well, it's
2: stigmatized in a way. Yeah. Right?
1: So let's kind of take that away and and try it and be open to that and be role models of calmness. I think in our society we get really rushed. And I mean, I don't have kids, so I can't really speak to it, but I'm sure there are times that you feel like you don't have enough time in the day. Where am I going to get five minutes to meditate? But make that time. And then you can be so much more intentional with what you're doing and where your energy is going and be a true role model for your kids on how you don't have to react, but you can respond.
2: Yeah. Yeah. As, as Baden was talking there towards the end, when he, you know, talked about realizing the power of energy. I mean, one of the things that I picked up on the first time I took your group class training essentials was understanding how you feel and understanding what you want. Mm -hmm. And if you can, if you can understand how you feel in that moment and also set an intention, you're so much better able to realize your outcome, realize your goal. And so I think that that is something that you know families can practice it's recognizing acknowledging how you're feeling taking control over that you know it's i feel i feel anxious i feel worried i feel scared i feel excited and then you know, being able to to use that self awareness of your energy to realize the outcome that you want yeah. realize that intention
1: open up communication yeah ask what do you want right now how do you feel right just just that reflection in and of itself will unlock a whole a lot in terms of understanding energy and feelings. <laughs> I'm starting to feel. Is that from the Grinch?
2: Something like that. All right, Liz. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences. Uh, you know your personal experiences as uh, a youngster working with dogs, and and how that has kind of shaped your uh, aspirations for the doghouse in in helping to train the next generation of, yeah. of pack leaders. These really kids are going to be
1: fierce. I keep trying to like, be like, hey, yo, when you turn 16, send me your resume. <laughs> because <laughs> like, on, honestly, this, they have such a leg up that they're going to be dog behaviorists by the time they're 20, like crazy successful if they stay true to that. So yeah, I wish I'm slightly jealous. I wish I had that myself, but the best I can do is pass it on. There you go. So perfect. Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you guys liked having our special guests on this podcast and maybe we'll have some more. If you're getting a new puppy, you have a dog with problem behaviors, or you want to strengthen the relationship you have with your best friend, you can sign up for our puppy training or training essentials course through our website, doghouse.ca, D-O-G-H-A-U-S.ca. Thank you for listening.
2: If you like what you heard, hit that subscribe button and leave us a comment or a review. We'd love to hear from you.
1: We release a new podcast weekly. Follow us on Instagram at honest 2
2: honest to dog Podcast is hosted by Liz Foley and Jeff Gadway. The show is engineered, edited, and produced by me, Timothy Musa. Support for the podcast is provided by The Dog House. For all things training and daycare, head over to their website, doghaus.ca.